Alright, views before the six. We're back. Thrust is MIA, but you know, he'll be back. But this week, man, yo, we got a guy who I mean shit, man. The guy is I mean, I don't even know, man. Your legacy is so untold yeah. and it's it's such a great story too because yo fam you've been around for a long fucking time yo we got my man juggernaut aka frankie Payne. i mean you go by frankie Payne now but you will always be juggernaut to me <laughs> still you know juggernaut to the ogs right? you're done though you're mm-hmm. done though. okay mm-hmm. so yo first question we ask everybody is were you born in toronto yes I you was were born, born in toronto. toronto yeah okay what area did, were you born in i was born in uh, east toronto east toronto yeah okay and what's your background? My background, um, my father is uh, African-American from Buffalo, New York. Okay. And my mother um, is half Jamaican, half Nicaraguan. Oh, wow. Okay. Word, mm-hmm. word, word, mm-hmm. word. Okay. Um, so where did you grow up primarily? <coughs> I grew up <coughs> in um, <coughs> West End, Toronto. Yes. Jane Strip, huh? West in Toronto, Jane Strip. Um, specifically Falstaff. Okay, word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, I used to go to, um, what's the little community center over Falstaff there? Falstaff Rec Center? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I yeah, played, I spent a lot of time there, bro. Yeah, a man. When the Harveys used to be in front mm-hmm. of it and shit back in the day. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy, too, because Falstaff has, like, a huge legacy of talent, too. Word. You know I mean, like, there's so many different talented people came out of Falstaff that a lot of people don't know like for example like in the beginning when I was when we were doing our um, you know our hip hop thing when I was in uh, Split Decision okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Well, um, two members so basically our only competition at that time was another group called TBTBT yes too bad to, to be, be true. true or something like it, yeah, it was yeah. too bad to be true and girl two, and to, yeah, 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 you know you got a one-track mind. You know. Yeah, that's a big tune. So basically, they weren't really our competition, but you know, we're, we're the only two right. urban youth groups, probably the first urban youth groups out of Toronto ever. And two of the, the members from that group were also from Falstaff. A word. Actually, one of them was the little brother of a member of our group. Okay, so yeah. yo, let's let's take it back a step. How did you get into music? Like, how did that happen for you? How did you get into rapping? Well, I think I think it goes back to my father, right? Okay. Because it started out because my father was always a, a music enthusiast, right? He loved a lot of like Motown, um, R and B, you know what I mean, rhythm and blues music. He was a huge Rick James fan. Okay, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, right? Buffalo, New York, right? So, and uh, he was a big Sade fan as well. And um, me and my father kind of experienced the breakdancing <clears throat> phase of hip hop together. So, Fat Boys, you know, when I was really, really young, and I used to breakdance. And so he kind of turned that into like a little business. And and I used to break dance at like weddings and stuff. And a word, like little little events. You know what I mean? With my with my um, cousin, right from Buffalo, and um, he actually he lives in Buffalo now, but he's actually Canadian. He was born here. Oh, okay. So um, uh, yeah. I mean, eventually, my my pops passed away when I was like ten years old. You okay. Know what I mean, okay. And so I think because of that, I kind of gravitated towards that whole hip hop 
because it, it was kind of like the next evolution of the breakdancing era. You okay. Know what I mean? So, I mean, hip hop was part of the breakdancing era. Yeah. But there was a, a period of time when the breakdancing kind of went away from the, 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 the forefront of it. Yeah. And it turned into more, you know, um, rapping, you know what I mean? And the, and the artist aspect of hip hop. Okay, so yo, who's some of the first guys you remember rapping from Toronto? Very specific. Oh my God. Well, obviously, I mean, Maestro Fresh West. Right. Of course. But um, <clears throat> there's a lot of people that, that um, came out as well, too, that people might not know. Um, I'm trying to remember what, what Blast. Remember Blast? Blast yeah. had a crew, too. I can't remember Split what. Split personality. Split personality. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Um, Apples and Oranges. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These guys, you know what I mean? Um, um, and then also Jellystone. Okay, word. Jellystone too. Before Jellystone was known as Jellystone, he was known as Stone Poet. Stone Poet, yeah. Um, and part of a group called Orb. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so, and Mishy Me, of course. Mishy Me. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I, there's so many. There's so many like that that started to come up. These are all like artists that came up before me. You know what I mean? That I kind of seen coming up into the the game but i also had a bit of a stake in that time as well too i was just very much younger you right yeah. how old okay okay so how old were you guys when you started split personality split decision sorry split sorry split decision yeah, split yeah, yeah. decision yeah, yeah yeah um i was about 13 years old 13 yeah, years old yeah i was about 13 years old and like, what was the big tune call again bubblegum bubblegum right? bubble yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever drop an album or was it just no. a single so we never dropped yeah we never dropped an album in split decision okay we dropped two singles that blew up in the okay. city right so it was uh bubblegum yeah and uh, i straight, remember that I remember. straight from the staff oh, straight from the staff and boo yeah. boo is in that video oh right? yo rest in peace yeah, to the rest in peace boo. man to the og yo We'll talk about Boo yeah, after, still yeah, for but sure. Boo, Boo was in that video. He, okay. he has a cameo in that video. Straight from you can the see, you can, Yeah, you can see them on YouTube. Those they are on YouTube. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah. Are on YouTube. Go YouTube those videos. Because mm-hmm. I remember Bubblegum video like it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big one, man. Okay, so... That's a big one. So you guys are like 13 at them times? Uh-huh. So then what happens? Where do you guys go get from split, per, uh, split decision to graffiti logic? Um... Okay, so, I mean, as when we're a split decision, that was kind of... Okay, first of all, who was all in split decision? So, <laughs> split decision was me, um, Kool-Aid. From Soundsmith? From Soundsmith. Word. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, K-Dog. Okay. Which is a, another uh, guy from our area. And uh, Devon. Okay. All of us grew up together from the same area, yeah. And were you guys like... Put together because you guys were like four kids rapping, or were you guys brethrens or like? So the way it actually came up to be is um, uh, Kool Aid and, and K Dog and um, and um, Devon they they got together and and kind of formed something. I think they kind of hooked up with Gadget because Gadget produced all that. Yeah, shit. Gadget produced all that. He engineered all that, and he kind of he brought us together. He kind of brought us together and kind of taught us how to put songs together and how to do music and stuff. We spent a lot of time with Gadget kind of developing the group and developing the sound. Okay. So he, he pretty much kind of led that. You know what I mean? The, the development of the sound of Split Decision. Okay, so he produced Bubblegum and all that stuff too. Yeah, he produced all wow. those tracks. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wow. produced all those tracks. So, 
So um, they got together and they already formed a group, but um, I'm, for some reason, I'm not sure what the reason was, they felt like they needed a fourth member. Okay. So they, you know, we're all from the same neighborhood. We're all outside together chilling and stuff. And we're all kind of into the hip hop scene. So we'll be out there freestyling, kicking little flows here and there, you know, chilling out. Yeah. Beatboxing, you know, you know how kids do. And um, one day they came to me, they're like, hey, can you rap? And I'm like, yeah, but I had never really written a rap before. Okay. Um, but I was just, you know, it, you know, it's Jane Street in the, in, in, in the, uh, the, 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 Early 90s, early 90s, late 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, if somebody asks you, you can do something, you right away be like, of course, yeah, I can do that. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I just, that's how I kind of reacted. I was like, yeah, of course I could rap. You don't know. You know what I mean? And so um, they were like, so write a rhyme, you know, put a rhyme together and then let's, let's hear it. You know, we want to see if, 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 you know, we like your flow. And so I went home and um, I wrote my first rap over Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation soundtrack. Wow. Yeah, okay. Bro. Yeah, bro. Okay, okay, yeah, bro. okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. Did those raps did those raps ever get used anywhere though? I mean I recorded them before. But they never, yeah, yeah. But they've never uh, Yeah, that's yeah. never come out on a song. Actually, I might have used a few lyrics for a song that I did with uh, T- Tough Dumpling. And, oh, okay. and and Rohan. Okay, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you did shit with those guys. Of after course. Okay, so these, so so these guys remember, I live on I live at Falstaff. Uh, Rohan uh, from Tough Dumpling, he lived at Rest in Peace yeah. to Rohan. He lived at Quesro uh, for those Quesro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he lived at um, Chalk Farm. Okay, and uh, um, Tristan Tough Dumpling. Yeah, he lived at p- pretty much close to Keelan Wilson. Okay. So we're all kind of in the same area, you know what I mean? Like a quick bus ride away from each other. So we interacted on many occasions. We interacted together at many shows. But a lot, the, the thing about it is hip-hop at this time was an intricate network of battles, of like freestyle battles and like ciphers. So like, but they're, they're different than what ciphers are today. Right. We'll talk about the James yeah. Street. Like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Because there, there's, 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 there's a deep history of like battle... Jane Street, Jane Street on Jane Street, battling, yeah. freestyling, a hierarchy of, based on that, and um, you know, just ciphers and a network of MCs coming together based on those ciphers. Okay, yo, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you guys just took decision. When do you guys this like? When do you break off and go to form Graffiti Logic? Um, okay, first of all, who was in Graffiti Logic? It was you. So Graffiti Logic was basically this uh, me, uh, K Dog, and Kool Aid. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so uh, Devon had left the group at that point. Um, and so it was just the three of us that moved on to form Graffiti Logic. Is that why you guys changed the name? Like you just didn't want to? No, we, we kind of revamped everything because when we were with Split Decision, we had a different manager. So okay. we had, we had um, a, a, a different management that we we're working with. And then um, at some point we switched over to um, Chris Smith. Yes, 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 Chris Smith, and he was mad. Which is crazy because he was doing it from back then. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean? Like, yo. Yeah, bro, like, you know what I mean? Maybe not at the magnitude that he's doing it now, but, you know, I'm, you know, he he, he made a lot of moves for us, made a lot of stuff happen. Because you guys were signed to Attic, weren't you? We were signed to Attic Records, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the The album on a mission? On a mission that was released off Attic Records. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I didn't know. 
that Gadget produced that whole album. Until we were just talking yeah. about that, right? He did. Though it doesn't really say it on the on the the album cover. Yeah, yeah. He produced that whole album. I mean, fuck. Can I get a yo, bro? Yeah. Can I get a yo? Is a big, big tune, tune big man. Tune, big tune. Man. And there's even the, the there's the remix of it. Mm-hmm. Nonstop the C4 Ballast mm-hmm. Station. Mm-hmm. Nonstop blunted yep. action. Nah, <laughs> yo. That was a big tune, man. Like it was. It was, and I, I think it helped. You know, in a lot of ways, it helped like chisel the landscape, right? For you know, hip hop that was to come after it, right? You know, because when we were doing that, there wasn't there wasn't any infrastructure. You know, like there wasn't a lot of um, major labels or major attention uh, to Canadian hip hop. Right. There's times, you know, where I would hear people from Toronto say, you know, I don't listen to Canadian rappers. Oh, fuck, dude. I was hearing that until the early, until right? about, about 10 years yeah. ago, right? But people don't know that. There's, yeah, a lot yeah. of, there's a whole generation of kids that don't know that. There's a whole span of time when artists were laying the groundwork for what they are listening to now, what they're able to appreciate and align themselves with now. Right. There's a whole period where guys sacrificed, you know, the soundtrack of their lives in order to make sure that people respected Toronto. Toronto and understood that there was talent here and that we should be respected. And at the end of the day, you know, you got to give I you got to give props to Drake because Drake helped solidify that. Right. You know, all over the world, right? And 100%. Yeah, he, 100%. Helped, he helped to solidify that, you know, in a way that yeah, at this point now people recognize that Toronto has talent in that we're we're contenders when it comes to you know the music. I mean, right now we're not even contenders. We're at the top. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, right? You know, so, so yeah. I mean, yo, when you guys okay, so back then, mm-hmm. are you guys going out and doing shows and like touring at that age and shit like that? So no? we we didn't tour, but we did do we did do shows. We did a lot of shows. Okay. Um. We even we opened up for Ron DMC with Ghetto Concept. Oh, word! Yeah, okay. that was um, oh, I think ninety two, ninety two. No, no, actually, it might have been ninety five. Okay. Yeah, it might have been ninety five. But we uh, we, yeah, we did a lot of different shows around Toronto and in the in Ontario in general. Um, but it it wasn't really like a tour. It was more like kind of like on the go. If there's an opportunity. You, know, you go we, do a show. We, we go do a show. We build it like that. Like I said, there wasn't the type of infrastructure that there is now. Right. There wasn't. So now, you know, an, an artist, if you know, if he has talent and he, he has a, a bit of a following, he can set up a little bit of a tour. Yeah, there might be 10 people at every show, but he can always say, yeah, I went to 10 different places and, and did my show. Like, yo, <laughs> were, were you like, I, I can only imagine what was it like being in high school at that time? Because, yo, girls, everybody wants to see if the video, like, yo, yo honestly, we all saw the video. honestly, honestly, it ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> it ruined me because like, yeah, there was just so much access. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. so much access. Like once the bubblegum video came out, it was crazy because this is at a time when like, there's no, there's no. Canadian artists like maybe Michi on, on much music maybe Maestro had a video maybe right right right, right. I know Maestro they had videos and stuff but th- at this point in time when we were doing our thing as well too like when the bubblegum video like when did when did, Maestro, when did uh, um, Backbone Backbone slide come out that was 88 but the video okay. probably would have been 89 like okay. late okay. 88 early okay. 89 so 
When Bubblegum came out, I think Bubblegum came out about 91. Okay. 91, 92. Okay, okay, okay. When that came out, right? Because Mission Me and, and, and Maestro Fresh West, their time at that point... Yeah, they were like, their their time had come and they did their thing, right? And so their next wave was coming, but it was in a lull time, right? Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of lull because artists as 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 um, <clears throat> artists as skilled and as experienced as Mishi Me and Maestro Fresh West, they have waves. Right? Of course. They have waves. They have like, you know, a three year period here where they dominate. Then they have another two year period here where they dominate. Then they have an you know what I mean? Just doing their thing, right? Yeah. So their first domination period was basically from like eighty eight to like ninety ninety one. And then that's right, he would have did like black tie affair, cooled off, so it's came a bit back of a like love. not as bit of a love, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, so we were the so we were the only thing that was that we were the new fresh thing that was that was out and it was on much music, it was real. Yeah, that's right? true. And I'm still in the projects too, right? I'm still in Falstaff. Yeah, right? yeah, and I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. Bro, it was crazy. Madness. But the thing about it is too, it also, it had a, it had a dark side too to it though because, because we did Bubblegum and it was also in a time when the, you know, there, was a, there was a large emphasis on gangster rap and that hardcore rap kind of vibe in America. Right. right? I also got a lot of challenge from different people in different places wherever I went, especially when it comes to battling and freestyling. Right. Right? Because if I were... Because the thing about it is, back in those days, you go to like Eaton Center, you walk outside, you can bump into three different crews of guys just ciphering outside. You know what I mean? Right. Right? And then also too, I was heavily entrenched in the, the Tiny Tune and Looney Tune gang, like gang... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. ...thing. You know what I mean? So that was also associated to a lot of like shows hip-hop shows we all went to hip-hop shows together and we all you know would battle and freestyle and so wherever i went there was always somebody trying to challenge me because they thought that they could eat my food in a battle or in a freestyle because bubblegum was looked at as a commercial song right and then also too at that time you know freestyle battles got very emotional and very aggressive and at that time too you know a freestyle battle could easily abrupt into an all-out brawl so the bubblegum thing made a lot of girls females pay attention to me right and and i got a lot of love off of that but i also got a lot of hate from the man's down right but it made me a better mc as well too because you know i'm not i'm not one to walk away from a challenge you know especially you know in in you know in a situation where the streets is watching kind of thing you know so I, 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 had a, I had a lot of freestyle battles. A lot of freestyle battles after the Bubblegum song. And it was a continuous thing for me. And I pretty much demolished anyone that, that ever tried to, to freestyle battle me. But again, freestyle battle is a lot different now than it was, or, or, than it is, or sorry, than it was back then. Right? right? So freestyle battle, when I'm saying freestyle battle, I don't mean written rhymes. I mean off the top of the head, spur of the moment, right then and there. Yes. With a beatbox in the background. Right. And a hundred people around us. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't... Tell, have, tell them, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't never experience that, but it's, um, it's an amazing thing to be in a situation like that and to be into a freestyle battle and know that all you really have is your wits 
you know, to 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 uh, to win this battle, and and and, it's, and it definitely would take skill to win it, and not preparation. But hold on, come on, man! As long as I've known you, and like I've seen pictures of you when you were a kid, you were also always a big kid too. Oh right? yeah, oh so yeah. I'm sure the intimidation oh, yeah. factor always worked in hey, your fucking. Hey, you got to yeah. use what you got. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. Use what, what your mama gave you. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've always been a big kid, right? But you know, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with um, you know people that people that are conditioned to the yeah. street yeah and um and they have heart and uh they they're not they're not the type of people to be easily intimidated then size isn't always something that's going to be a deferring factor right in the right. outcome right yeah right it may just be you know people will compensate right like a lot of t- when i was young you know, and if I ever got into altercations in the street, a lot of times I got jumped. I got jumped by multiple people. Not, you know, not too many people would fight me one-on-one, hand-to-hand. Because I'm a lot bigger than them. Right, 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 right. I get it. Right? You know, but, you know, it depends on the situation, right? It's not your, your size and your, your intimidating demeanor isn't always going to be the thing that gets you out of a situation. Sometimes you're going to have to practice. You're going to have to, you know, you're gonna have to write the check. So was it always like you, or would would Maz like Kool Aid in that freestyle too and shit? We all used to run together. We all used to run with like tiny tunes when we were ready. I remember. And, I remember that time. Down. So we would all be freestyling. Yeah, everybody be out there freestyling and doing their thing. You know, tiny tunes. Yeah. fucking the whole of Jane oh, Street. Man. That was an era you, unto you, the, itself. But man. the thing about it is, the thing that tiny tunes wasn't just Jane Street. Tiny Toons was a lot of different blocks together. Yeah. It would start out with just, you know, a few guys off of the Jane Strip. And then it would evolve into something else. And then what the thing about Tiny Toons is what would happen is our clique would get bigger when we showed up. Because there would be other people that would just... You guys all used to rock the little Texas Ranger yeah, hats and yeah, shit. Yo, yeah. I remember that. We just, we, we just, <laughs> yo, we, we, would just, we would just, you know, like people would just join the, the squad. And it would turn into this thing. We used to call it the black cloud because it would just be like, there'd be so many of us and, you know, we just did whatever. Like, we, we were stupid though. We did stupid <laughs> shit. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like something to say, yeah, we're out there doing, getting it, re- getting it real. Like, it we're kid, just kid beating shit. up kids, robbing them for their money and shit. It was stupid. So many people got robbery charges based on that stupid shit. You know, people got charges where they can't cross the border based off of stupid stuff that happened back, you know, in those days, right? So... Okay, so yo, Graffiti Logic, you guys only ever put out the one album, right? That's right, yeah. And that's like what, 94? 94. Okay. Yep, 94. Okay, and, and so then what happened? So then between then, what happened? Because the next album we put out is Everything for a Reason after yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a gap yeah, 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 still, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's what I mean? Okay, okay, so, it's a okay, big okay, gap. So, and that's so, 2000, right? So that's about six years. So I know you go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I know that because <laughs> there's an infamous story and this is where I wish Russ was fucking here right now. Okay, okay. If you're from Toronto mm-hmm. and you listen to 88.1 on a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, yes. there used to be this little show. This is not a story. This is a true... This is this is a legend. Right? <laughs> there's a show called The Power Move Show. Yeah. And they used to have a little set, subsection of the show called... Uh, what's it called? Freestyle the Beater. Yeah, eat the beat, eat the beat, yeah, yeah, right. Shout out to bands like fucking yeah. Shirley Dynamo mm-hmm. and Bishop mm-hmm. and them guys. Them guys used to yeah. kill that. Bishop, Bishop killed that many times. Yep. So there's there's an alleged story. Yeah. 
of you calling in yeah from for eat the beef yeah. from the range yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about that yeah let's talk about that yo that was that was dope that was dope I mean, <laughs> it was in my you know it was in the it was in the uh the good old days you know the all for nothing days right when um you know i was doing some time um at that time i was doing time in mimico okay um so um we had dorms. It was, Mimico was like a, the, the structure of the Mimico jail at that time was like project buildings. And each floor is like two dorms, the east side or the west side. And um, yeah, basically I called in, I called somebody, I can't remember, probably some, some, some girl that I was dealing with at the time. And um, she put me on three-way and we called 88.1. And I talked to X. I let him know, you know, I'm inside and stuff, but I want to I want to kind of eat the beat. I can't really hear the radio that good, but um, just put on the beat and let me do the thing. And the craziest thing is because I was I was on the, the you know, the 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 jail phone. It yeah. was, it's in a separate room. So basically the way that Mimico was set up is there's the dorm and then on one side of it, there's the washroom and the showers. And then on the other side is the TV room and then there's two phones in the TV room. Okay. So the radio is hooked up in the dorm and I'm in the TV room. So like dudes are trying to hold the radio, hold the, the, the door. door open for me so I can hear the radio. But there's only one plug that works at the back of the dorm. So the radio's so I can only kind of hear a faint B. <laughs> like, basically, I could only hear like a hi hat, <laughs> right? And um, yeah, man, I just I was like, yo, fuck this, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this shit up. You know what I mean? Do you remember who you battled? I don't even know who I battled. No, nah, okay, I don't okay, even okay. remember who I battled. Oh, fuck, I'll, try, I'll ask X and see if you remember. It didn't even matter. Like it, it was so crazy too because I'm like spitting the flow. Like yo, I have. It's crazy because on everything's for a reason. I actually put that on everything's for a reason as an interlude. Yeah, I can't remember where it is. Let me see. It's on there still. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, oh yeah, it's right after still fat. <laughs> still fat. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but um. But yeah, and it was so crazy because like I spit the flow in it, and even though I could only hear the hi hat, it it was on beat. I didn't know that until later when I heard it, right? But you could like I spit it, and 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 it was still on beat. And then, I guess because of the hookup that they had, it would like cut in and out, and you could hear the guys in the background on the range like banging the walls. It sounds like a fucking gladiator school I in there. Love like, it. Yeah, it was crazy. I love it, man. Sounds like an arena. Like it was crazy, man. But yeah, that was that was well blessed. But th- no, that's not a legend. I mean, that's not a that's not a story. That's a legend. You that's a I mean? legend. Yeah, this guy legend. says that's true. That's true. That okay. actually happened. Okay, so so we get from that. Okay, so mm-hmm. from okay, so from graffiti logic. graffiti logic to everything's for a reason. Oh, so much stuff happened, bro. So much stuff happened, man. Like. I got, I got arrested and charged for um, for robbery, for armed robbery, um, on some stupid shit, doing some stupid kid shit, you know. Right. And um, I ended up going to jail right after the release. Pretty much, short, just shortly after the release of um, um, on a mission. On a mission. Okay, I didn't know it was that yeah. soon, like, bro. I, I, I'd have to like I can't remember it exactly, but probably maybe six seven months after the release of that album. Okay. Yeah. So I went. I ended up going to jail. Actually, I got charged before the album dropped 
but the lawyers that I had at the time that I was working with, they were able to work out a deal to keep me outside on bail until the album was finished and stuff like that. I mean, which, you know, probably worked out in the best interest of everybody else except for me. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, so yeah, I ended up going to jail for um, about two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, Young okay. Offender. Young Offender. Okay. A little less than two years. And um, I did half of the time in uh, closed custody, which is in West Detention. Yeah. And then the other half of the time in open custody. Oh, okay, like a group home. Like type a group shoot. home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that was like pretty much like the first charge, the first time I ever been to jail. And um, yeah, it was an experience, but you know, it was it, it, it you know it was a, it, it it opened my eyes, you know. Um, while I was in there, I got a letter from Attic Records saying that you know they're terminating my contract and that you know what I mean. Wow. That okay. They, yeah, you know, like they're they're basically <coughs> they're basically cutting ties. You know what I mean? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, with me, um, and yeah, pretty much everybody on that side of the the music and everything kind of just went their own way, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. So Kool Aid went on to produce. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah. Kool Aid and those guys again, we're all young kids at that time, so they're doing their thing. You know what I mean? I really didn't expect anything from them. You know what I mean? Um, I did kind of expect maybe a little more from Gadget, you know what I mean? But okay. But you know what I mean? It is what it is. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, um, but I was pretty much once that time was over and I came out of jail. That was it. I was I was kind of opened up. You know what I mean? And I, with a different mentality and just a whole kind of different perspective of of the world in general. You know? Right. And. Um, and then I started kind of getting into, you know, the whole Jane Strip lifestyle. Street shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The yeah, whole, yeah. The whole street shit and coming up in that. And, you know, I made a name for myself there. You know what I mean? See, it's crazy because mm-hmm. that's how I know your name. Because mm-hmm. I grew up, you know, I grew up in Rex and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, yo, jug- mm-hmm. Jugs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jane Street, yeah. yo. You know what I mean? The thing about it is, too, yeah, it's like... My, 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 that era of my life, um, I was really active, really, really active in the street, you know, and, um, not just Jane Street, right? Yeah. But everywhere, everywhere in Toronto, PK, you know what I mean? Rexdale, Scarborough, you know what I mean? I was doing, I was doing shit all over the place and, and, and kind of building on that. And then... But at that time, I was still freestyling, doing the rap thing. Okay, so let's talk bit. about let's talk about that then, okay? Yeah. Because during that era, I know. Mm-hmm. Because okay, so we we brought up my homie, your homie, Boo, mm-hmm. Boo Matic, Jigaboo the ignorant. Right. He passed away about ten years ago from bone cancer. Yeah. Ill rapper from Jane Street. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And I know it was always like the names was always you, Boo, mm-hmm. um, my boy. What's his name? Red. Uh, reds Infrared Infrared And Snipes Snipes Yeah Right Sniper um, So 316 Yeah yeah <laughs> But that's that, Them times that was That was brown bits Brown bits buildings right Like so, See so that's another that, Okay so let me explain this Okay It's so funny that you say that Brown bricks buildings right So Which is Trithui Right like behind yeah. Trithui though no, 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 no. Okay, so let okay. me let me <laughs> let me break this down. Let me break this down. So 
Brown Brick started as a movement, right? That we kind of started. We triggered on the Jane Strip, pretty much the south side of Jane Strip. So basically, we brought together all the blocks on the south side of Jane Strip. So Falstaff, Trithui, uh, 1779, The Cottage, uh, Walner, you know what I mean? Even Complex, you know okay, what I mean? Like all, all that far all, down. It's pretty much the okay. entire south side, we kind of brought together under you know one, one umbrella. Right. right, which was this whole Brown Bricks movement. The Brown Bricks movement was really associated to a record label called Brown Bricks. That's what we called the record label that we released Everything's for a Reason off of. Okay. Right? Um, and so Brown Bricks kind of eventually morphed into this thing where it was a representation of the South Side. Of Jane. So, of Jane Strip. So okay. not just, it, it, it's really not just synonymous to Chithui. It's also connected to Falstaff. It's also connected to all the blocks on the south side. Because okay. basically, the way that we looked, the, the, and the, the, the whole theory behind it, which was pretty much created by Snipe Dog, it was kind of his idea that kind of put it all together. But it was around the idea that all of the blocks on the Jane Strip consisted of like different shades of brown bricks. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I never knew that. Still. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because yo, that's what we're saying, man. Like I know about the freestyle culture. Yeah. That yeah. was on Jane Street. Oh, big time. So that's and that's what was and going on before the Everything's for a Reason album. Yeah. Like between that time when I was in jail, um, and in jail too. The 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 the, the freestyling legacy and 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 culture didn't really stop. Right. A lot of that was going on in jail as well, too. And that's, you know, even that's how the whole um, 88.1 thing happened. You know what I mean? Because I was in there freestyling against mans from different <laughs> different um, ranges on in the jail. You know what I mean? So yeah. different dorms and stuff like that. You know, and it just, it traversed out to, to, from the inside to the, to the outside kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But um, on the, so basically we used to have, we used to, all get together, like between I'd say, ninety six, and two thousand, because two thousand is when we released uh, the Everything's for a Reason album. Okay, right. So from ninety six to two thousand, <coughs> we used to be out, pretty much out in the streets, and we used to get together and do um, a weekly cipher at Upwood Park. Yes, which is I know like, sporadic. Me and sporadic talked about yeah. that and, shit and trust me, Boo, Boo was a was a was a was a regular. Yes, at these ciphers. Yes, Boo sporadic. A lot of guys, a lot of a lot of guys from the Jane Strip and surrounding areas. You know what I mean? And people and, and man's them knew about because I know man's from Rex knew about yeah. it. Yeah, man's would come and that was yeah. the whole. See, that was the whole thing. It was always like, yo, oh, you think you could free? Yeah. Okay, let's go down to the Jane Street ciphers. That was like a that was a thing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you can flow? Let's go to the Jane Strip ciphers and see what's popping. Because we would be out there, like honestly, like a hundred niggas deep. Yeah, in the park, in the dark, freestyling, beatboxing. Man's going. We had things called we had stuff called battle drills, where man and man would stand up and they'd battle off five, four different mans just back to back, and they just crush back to back mans. As soon as they get crushed, they move out. The next man steps in. That's what okay, we used to call the battle okay, drills, okay. right? Yeah. We'd have like, yo, we'd have like, we'd have like 
every weekend we'd have like one special battle, like a battle between two guys that actually had beef, like guys that were actually like trying to crush each other. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one like of, a main event on the oh, weekends, bro, bro. bro. One of the <laughs> one of the one of the one of the best best cipher battles I've ever seen, I've ever witnessed, was between an MC called Climax. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Climax. Yeah, yeah. And um, Visual Eye. Okay. Yeah, and this guy Visual Eye is pretty dope. And I think everybody thought that he was going to win. And Climax fucking washed him. Okay? Like, washed him. Right? But, th- but again, this is, this is off the top of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And the thing about it is, you couldn't even fake it because we'd be out there so long. Freestyling for so long. That no human person had that much shit written down. Right, 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 right. right? <laughs> Nobody had that shit, shit written down. So you couldn't even fake it. You couldn't even come out there and fake it because you'd be three verses and then you'd be going home. Right. Right? Man's freestyling over beatbox. So one man's beatboxing. And the thing about it is we would like almost like symbiotically we would, we would, we would change up. A man would be rapping. And spitting his verse And the next man would be Spitting the beatbox And then all of a sudden At the end of man's verse He would just stop And start beatboxing And the man beside him That was beatboxing Would start fucking freestyling Wow Yeah 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 yeah. And that shit We'd be out there for hours The police were afraid To come in there Wow I know that somebody was saying That they have footage of that From back in the day There's there's footage floating around I think I got some footage Yeah Sitting around somewhere as well too It might be Boo's cousin Dwight I think Dwight might Have some of that footage Yeah Yeah. So yeah Not not only that too We You know Once once we started getting into The everything's for a reason stuff too We started doing other things Like going out of town And going to different places And battling Like freestyle battling Other artists Even artists from the states Okay. Right. Yeah, I remember a, a memorable battle that I had with um, with uh, this uh, a, a girl rapper, an MC, a female MC from uh, from Detroit, out in uh, when at at Windsor in Windsor uh, sports contest, uh, oh, sports weekend. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 It's like back in uh, I would say. When Baby Blue used to do the jams and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. I'd say back maybe two thousand three, two thousand four. We used to pack up the squad. Okay, I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking two vans. You know what I'm saying? Full of niggas. You know what I'm saying? And we fucking roll out there and go out there, rent up a couple of hotel rooms, man, and we have a fucking ball out there. Windsor Sports Weekend. You know what I mean? Going crazy. You know? Okay, so then, yo, let's get to. We get to fucking everything's for a reason, right? Okay. I didn't notice until a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but yo, you produced pretty much. The entire album. The entire album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, that's crazy, man. So how did you get into making beats? So check it out. This is a good story. Okay. So at the time, Brown Bricks consisted of uh, me, um, Infrared, uh, Snipes, Snipes yeah. and then a whole bunch of other dudes um, from church, from Chathui. You yeah. know what I mean? Um and um, Sling Dads was part of it as well, too. Shout, you know out, I mean? Sling Slash, Dads. shout out Sling Dads, you know? So we're all part of this whole Brown Bricks movement. And... Um, Man, it's like Capital V. Capital V, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're all part of it, you know what I mean? Some, some more just supporters of it and just kind of, you know what I mean? Being, you know what I mean? Being a part of the movement, you know what I mean? But I, when it comes to rappers, like MCs at that time, it was myself, 
infrared and snipes that was really kind of doing it because we had our own we had something before brown bricks called uh mod minds of darkness yes yes you yes, feel me and yes, that yes. was that's when we were actually going and you know eating food like actually going out and freestyling and eating battles at different places and stuff you know what i mean like so um so yeah so so everything's for a reason the, the way how the the production of it came about is um Infrared was actually the producer at that time. Okay. So Infrared, um, you know, he was the one that was going to be producing everything. And uh, at the time, um, another one of the, the, the founding members of Brown Bricks as well, too, he purchased a, a MPC. Oh, okay. Right. 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 And he right. bought it pretty much for Infrared to, to make, to start producing and making the beats. Okay. But do you want some of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke the cess, my yeah, You youth. know, I love my cess. My youth. So, do you remember? Was it in okay. 2000 or 2000? 2000. Yeah, okay, 2000. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. MPC 2000. Okay. So, um, um, some shit went down and uh, Infrared decided he wasn't, he wasn't fucking with the whole Brown Bricks movement no more. He decided he wasn't going to do his thing with that. He didn't want to do it, and he kind of cut cut ties with it. Okay. So then the MPC was just fucking sitting there doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I started fucking with it. You know what I mean? I started playing around with it. You know what I mean? Started, you know, doing a little research on it. Realized, you know, the sampling aspect of it. Started making beats. And so... Then after the dude that actually purchased it, he's like, okay, fuck, you're making beats? Take this shit, yo. Do, you know what I mean? Make some beats. And so I had it in my house. And one summer, bro, like, I, honestly, I just didn't leave my house. I was just in my bedroom for the entire summer, like, just chilling, just making beats, you know? At that time, all I was doing really was selling dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. And banging in the streets. So it's like... I could pretty much wake up in the afternoon and just make beats until it got dark and then go out on the block and, wow. go and, and put, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking walk down the place, do what I got to do, come home, sleep, wake up the next day. And so basically one summer, I just produced this entire project. It's crazy, man. Yeah, before, I even, before I even produce this, and this is something that enough people don't even know. Before I even produce this, I think I, and I might have a cassette of this somewhere. Okay. I got to put it on CD. Because <laughs> I don't even know how to play it anymore. But I basically made a mixtape before this um, on cassette in my house called on The B Night Shift, called The Night Shift, called The Night Shift Tape. Okay. Only certain, certain, oh, only certain mans from Jane Strip will remember this, eh? You okay. feel me? Yeah. And um, I, masked them, I mass produced them at Color Browns. No, no, no. Was it Color Browns? No, Color Brown, it wasn't Color Browns, it was The Whites. Okay. The White Spot. I mass produced them at The White Spot, but Color Brown was there. Yeah, yeah, that's when we had yeah. the, the barbershop in yeah. the record spot. Yes, yeah, exactly, Jane. exactly. Yeah, 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 I remember going there still. Right across the street from Chathui. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So that cassette came out, and I think that kind of built. But the thing about it is, like, what people don't understand is, like, yo, that Everything's for a Reason album... I guess you you would have had to have been there when when that hit the streets. When that shit hit the streets, bro. Yeah. No one ever I'm telling you right now like 
No one ever seen anything like that. Like, I went to blocks way outside of Jane Strip that, you know what I mean? And and went into, like, to go check a man and went into the hallway and, like, there's, like, 15 men standing in the hallway listening to it. Right. Just listen, just taking it in. You know what I mean? Like, it was crazy when that album came out, man. It really, it really kind of, like... Open up my eyes to say, you know, like wow, like I, you know what I mean? I yeah. really, I really can, you know what I mean? Like, yo, really, paradise, man, yeah. fuck, it's a big tune to me, big, still. big tune, you know, yeah. big, big tune. But like, yeah, it was just, it, it's funny you, too, it's, because it's like when it says Hercules, when it says Hercules, is that Herx? That's Herx, yeah, man. Yo, Herx, shout out, we love hip hop, yeah, man. man yo, of course, yo, yo Herx, every, everybody knows, yo, you and Herx are like Bhakti and Bench, Oh, man. yeah, bro. Yeah? That's fam. That's my fam. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's so crazy, fam. man. That's my fam. Okay, so then what? Is Reality Check after that? After Everything for a Reason? Yeah, Reality Check is after that. Which yeah. was a mixtape, too, yeah. which was like, even though it was a mixtape, there was a lot of original shit on it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, let me see here. Let me take a look at this bitch. Um, actually, there were a few, um, there were a few originals, but most of them was dubs. Were dubs. Yeah. 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 Most but that was the dubs. era, man. That was yeah, the that era. was a dub era, right? Like, yeah. That was a dub era. That was a big, it, it was, yo, it was well received though too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I, I think my, probably my bet, my most well received album was the, the Everything's for a Reason album. You know what I really? mean? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, because... It was so ahead of its time, you know? And, like, when it came out, it was just, like, a perfect storm, you know? Right. And, like, the thing about it is I was getting the respect from, you know, like, the real, the real, real dudes, you know what yeah, I mean? From yeah, all yeah. the blocks and turfs all over the, the city, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I you know, like, prep school teenagers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was, like, the real, the real that really don't give any... Any props or love to anyone? Well, you know I mean, I mean, yo, we were we were talking about it earlier, man. Mm. Like, I was telling you, yo, the hood is here remix, yeah. which is I remember when Jelly did that. That was like he took all the best mans from every hood and put them yeah, on one did. track. Yo, you know what me. I mean? Trust me. But you opened that joint, yeah, and I was like, yo, that's still that is easily one of my top three verses of Toronto Fire all time. Yeah. Right? Because it was so like, if there's no hoods in T Dot, yeah. how come there's no dope, dope on, on my block? block? Yeah. Right? Like, yo. Yeah. It's like, it's so it descriptive, just, man. Yeah, and it was just, it was on point. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like right on the right on the, the bullseye. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, 100% yeah, still, man. I was a big tune, man. Straight up. Shout out, Jelly. Uh, I mean, then you did what? You did Street Wisdom after that? Um, no. No, oh, no, there was another no, mixtape, right? Uh, then there was uh, um, Reality, Check, Reality two. Check Volume 2, Real Talk. That's the blue cover one. Yeah, that's yeah, the blue yeah, cover yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And that was a lot of, um, that was a lot of dubs. Okay. A lot of dubs as well, too. There may be a few original tracks on that, too, but again, it was still like in that dub era where, you know what I'm saying? It was just kind of mixing I'm up from Jane Remixes on that, or? No. No, no, no. I'm from Jane Remix came after that, way after okay, that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then what? Street Wisdom? Yeah, so then Street Wisdom. So then... Well, no, 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 no. So then I kind of cut from Brown Bricks as well, too. Okay. So okay. like in 2008, 
I, I, I kind of split up from that whole situation and went my separate way. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah, because it kind of, it, it wasn't a good situation for me to be in. And so I had to make a decision and I made it to kind of, you know, veer off and do my own thing. You know? Right. And so that's when I decided to kind of put down the, the whole juggernaut moniker and and take up the, the, the Frankie Payne which is your real Which is my real name You right. know what I'm saying Couldn't, couldn't be better <laughs> Yeah right? right So Yeah um, You know And I just started going off of that I kind of wanted to 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 do a different vibe You know what I mean And separate myself from From um, You know the, 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 the A lot of the bullshit that, that was associated with Juggernaut You know what I mean And And, and all of that as well too Right mm-hmm. And um so I did that. Street wisdom. And, then, and so then, so in 2008, I came out with, um, for my city. Oh, okay. That's in between. And that's, that's when, that's when I, yeah. That's, that's when, when I, you changed over to Frankie Payne. That's when I started, yeah, going by my real name. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I released uh, for my city and then I did, uh, I think Street Wisdom came out shortly after that. Right. Yeah, Street Wisdom came out shortly after that. I'm from James on Street Wisdom. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That was a big tune, too, still, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, yo, you know what, too? And it's not only a big tune, it's a legendary tune. And I don't think that Sling Dads gets enough props for, for that because he put a lot of work and energy in organizing that. And the thing about it is, it's not an easy thing to get all those blocks together on one song. Right. Trust me. Because bands are all, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, right now it might not even be possible to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it may or may not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really out there like that to know, you know what I mean? The ins and outs and the outs and the ends of it. But, you know, like, Sling Dads, he, he, he did a great thing with that track, so, you know? That's a blessing still. And I was, I was blessed to, to, to be a part of the remix, you know? Word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Raining in Toronto was on Street Wisdom? No. That's that that's after. That's after. Which is what album? That never that was a single. Oh, that was just a single. That okay. was never really on a, an album. I mean I actually I think I put it on the um it was actually uh showcased on the uh Children of the Speaker EP. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that, yeah, yeah. That's when I put it I, I attached it to a project so people could have it to download. Fuck, bro, your discography is deep, man. Yeah. Like we're still we still haven't even like no we're still with yeah, yeah. right? Don't that, let's not forget my life with Socrates. Socrates, which was a big tune right? too. Right? That was still. a big tune too. Yeah, that was a big one too. Got a lot of a lot of traction with that. Uh commercial radio, you know what I mean? Um because it played on flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. times, so I was blessed too. That check was nice too. That, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So okay. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, oh, this is okay, what. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, so fuck. When does? I guess like yeah. Because you, as you're moving along, how does the freedom writer shit happen? Um. So the freedom writer shit started. Um. Around the times when I was doing the my life. When I was recording my life, okay, um, and I did. I, I I'm pretty sure I recorded that over at Sprox's house. Oh no 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 no! Actually, I think I did it at Blau's. Okay, shout out Blau. Yes, Blauage. Righteousness. Yes. Yeah. Um, no 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 no! I think I did. That. I think I recorded that at Blau's. But I, it was at the time when I was actually like promoting the video and stuff, and I'm always recording. 
Right? Okay. Like I'm always recording Like shit I'll be promoting shit And then recording shit At the same time You know what I mean um, So At that time I was recording Some other stuff Over at Sprox's And um, You know At that time Tona was over there You know Coming in And doing his stuff uh, Theo would come through Every once in a while To do his thing Progress Would pass through To do his thing As well too Adam You know what I'm saying Sometimes we would Bump into each other You know Reason a little bit Da 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 And then you know Sprox was like Fuck man Like yo Like all you, all of, all you guys Come to the studio You right. know what I mean And you know, it's it's you know like we should we should you know all get together do a project together like do something together you know what I mean and they were like yeah why not let's give it a try let's see see how it you know oh man yeah. it blends so yeah. well yeah man, man. yeah man it just came together man you know it's a blessing too you know it's and then day. like fuck so there's what two Freedom Rider albums yeah two Freedom Rider albums yep yep and then what else. There's the joint that me and you did. Yeah, that's Message in the Bottle. Message in the Bottle. Yeah, yeah. Which... Before Message in the Bottle, I released another single, um, Ready to Die. Uh, waiting to Die, no? Waiting to Die. Yeah. Ready, waiting to Die. Yeah, yeah. Ready to Die. Yeah. Biggie! Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, that that was just a single that I... I, I, I got that beat um, actually from uh, Nick Appa. It's okay. a producer out of uh, Brampton, and um, MC like he he does a lot of mixing and mastering and stuff too. Shout out Nick Apple, and um, yeah, that was a big tune as well too. So kind of put that together and released that. Did a little video for that. At that time, I was just kind of doing singles, feeling out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then uh, if I remember correctly then we got into the message in the bottle message in the bottle yeah. that was fucking a great time man. yeah that was a good time man i enjoyed that whole that whole process like seriously that was really good man. Um, i miss that spot now i know man yo man that was a good yo the best shit for me out of all that was herks coming being like yo you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of jugs tunes that's like my top jugs tune. Yeah, yeah. He goes, but yo, half quarter yeah, uh, is now yeah, my, yeah, top yeah, my top one. Yeah, my yeah. top's jugs tune. Oh, I was like, fuck. yo, that's your man's, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like for him to be saying that, I was like, oh, yo, yeah, that's man. the best shit ever, man. What yeah, else? Man. What else? Okay, so yo, what are you working on now, man? Like that's the thing, Randy. Yo, you've had that fucking yo, how long Okay, so let's just take it back. Split decision. When was that? Ninety what? Ninety one. Yeah, it got to be 91. I know that we're like, it's probably a little, I mean, the, the the genesis of it was probably late 80s, because 91 is when we like re- actually released shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, so, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost a 30-year run now, because yeah. you're still making music. What are you yeah. working on now? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, got, I got a few projects I'm working on right now. I have one called uh, Saturday Morning. That okay. um, I'm working on with you're on that project too. Okay, I got well, you on that project. Um, um, uh, Sprox is on it. Uh, Melly's on it. Tom Mason. Tom Mason. Yeah, you've had like uh, a lot of good joints with Tom Mason, yeah, Melly, man. man, and Sprox as well too. Yeah, man. Rich Kid. Rich, Rich Kid's oh, another on guy. Yeah, yo. Yeah. Um, and I got you know I got the homies. Got some of the Freedom Rider homies uh, 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 featuring on it, and. Um, you know, some 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 
surprise guests. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, and then I got another project that I'm doing with uh, T Major. I'm finishing yes. off with T Major right now. Okay, it's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a really dope project as well too. I've heard some of that. Yeah, I know it's dope and it's different. Yeah, experience. so right now I'm just kind of sharpening up the edges, making sure all the songs sound right, making sure they're good. You know what I mean? And um, and then uh, I'm just getting the visuals ready. You know, so I'm hoping to have like. I'm hoping this year spring. Okay. If okay. if everything works out the way I would like it to work out. I mean, fucking um, these times, man, you can just drop an album whenever you want now. You oh, know? Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So. The thing is, too, man, like, I don't know if I'm going to really do it in a way where I'm dropping albums this time. Like, I think I'm going to do singles, a lot of singles, 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 videos, you know. Right. Um, content. Kind of keep keep the content going for a little so while. Have, you have to move those ways now, and right? right now, because I have so much music done and so much stuff ready to go, you know what I mean? Like, I also have a project. I have a a, a promo project called uh, The Green Eyed Bandit. Okay. That's kind of going to lead all of this stuff in as well, too. And so that's going to be... That's going to be good, too, you know? Yo, when are we when are we gonna get the singing project? Ah, Yo, I know, man. Man, know you can sing still. You know, when they give me the money yeah. for that project, <laughs> no. But honestly, honestly, yeah, that project's gonna come, man. Because like, Herx is not gonna rest till that project comes. Yeah, anyway, the Teddy Bear. Project. He always he always hits me with that when he gets a chance. Like, <laughs> oh, I told you which album to do, eh? You're not listening. You know, <laughs> as I told you which album, eh? You're not listening, Jugs. All right, man. Yo, Jugs, man. That was great chopping it up, bro. Oh, for real, man. You know, keep doing your thing. Yo, once again, man, a piece of history for, you know, for the Toronto Cats, man. You yeah, know? man. You already know, man. There's more, too. There's more, too. We don't have enough time on the podcast to go through everything. Yo, you're... The bottle's getting light. It's time It's time to pack it in, and yo. It's, and it's late in the night. All right, yo. <laughs> you're done, though. All right, Views Before the Six. You can find us on the iTunes, on the SoundCloud, all that stuff. Rate, comment, do all that good stuff. We're out of here, yo. Peace.